The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, how you doing? And thanks for tuning back into the show. As promised, this week is going to be a special episode all about Anatometal, with Anatometal's owner and founder, Barry Blanchard. I went out to California recently for a seminar, and I had a little extra time on my hands, so I got a rental car and went down to Santa Cruz and got to do a tour of the Anatometal facility, and it was just a really great experience being able to see where all that jewelry is being made and who it's being made by. Uh, Everybody was really gracious. I got to meet a lot of the staff. I was greeted by Todd Almighty, who I haven't seen in a while. And uh, it was just really cool to see all those dedicated people who care so much about something as as simple as body jewelry. Uh, And it was really impressive to see how it's actually made. So if you were wondering how their wait time went from five months down to just a few weeks... It was with a massive investment. Uh, Their facility, but also their machining and their staffing. Uh, It's an army of artists and craftspeople. Machining jewelry, polishing, gem setting, gold casting, anodizing, taking the orders, packaging, everything. There's an army of people in there working on this jewelry, and it was really impressive to see it running like clockwork. It's a really clean facility too. Like I didn't expect to see something that clean. When you think like a machine shop, you think like grime, but really state of the art. Uh, It's a green manufacturing process. Barry talks about that in the interview. Uh, And we talk a lot about the origins of Anatometal and the jewelry that we're using in our industry. Anatometal is one of those companies that grew out of the gauntlet years. Uh, when Gauntlet closed down, Anatometal continued on, and uh, now they're making the jewelry that uh, that we think of today. We also talk about the origins of that jewelry. Uh, universal threading, you know, an end piece being able to fit from one company to another. Uh, how did that come about? You know, and those were conversations in the early days of the APP with a lot of these jewelry manufacturers that we're using today. So it's a, a really fascinating conversation. We also got to talk about uh, their innovation and these new designs. I got to see Barry's office. And, you know, when you think of all those new gold designs that they're cranking out, that's Barry making those models in a 3D program and then 3D printing the prototypes for for gold casting. And it's a really cool, fascinating process just to see how this stuff is actually getting made. So let's just get right into the interview with Barry Blanchard. There's a lot of really good information. It's kind of a longer interview, so I'm going to cut the intro a little bit short. But I'll be back a little bit more at the end. Hi, Ryan. How you doing? My name is Barry Blanchard. I'm the CEO and founder of Anatomy Incorporated in Santa Cruz, California. And I just checked out your awesome new building. And it's really, I, I think when people think about body jewelry and they hold something in their hand, they don't fully understand it. They, they might think like, yes, it, it gets machined, it gets made, it, it gets produced somehow. But I don't think they understand a year ago when you made an order and then it was months before you got it. I don't think people understood what happens between A and Z. Right. Uh, and being able to like walk through it and really see the scale of it and the care that goes into it, all the different departments, all the different people working, it really starts to click and you, you can appreciate something in a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I'd I think say. a lot of people think they get this interpretation that I know in, years ago it was like this. Uh, people had this idea. I was like in my garage making this stuff. Mm-hmm. And no, we're getting ready by 
the end of next month, we'll be over 30,000 square feet manufacturing facility. Which We're big. Huge. We employ 100 people right now. Yeah. You know, so it's not a little operation. Mm -hmm. What it takes for us to make a barbell is not that complicated, mm -hmm. but we have to make barbells. Right. Or we have to make lots of different items in the same thing. Mm -hmm. There's a any piercer knows they're doing just fine. Mm -hmm. So imagine all these piercers buying from a set amount of manufacturers mm -hmm. and what it takes the manufacturer to do this. The logistics are absolutely insane at times. Yeah. yeah. I remember during the jewelry crisis or whatever you want to call it, when people were saying kind of like Monday, Monday morning quarterbacking and just being like, oh, well, why doesn't somebody just start a new company? And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Why don't you just build a space shuttle in your backyard, you know? Yeah, it's not as easy as people think. You yeah. know, there's a lot of new gold companies coming up right now. We know this. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm all about competition because that breeds innovation. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'll publicly say that anywhere. Competition is a good thing mm -hmm. unless you're going to take it personal. Yeah. If you take this competition and say, what can I do better to up my game? How Can I make it more affordable? Can I make it better? Mm -hmm. This is a win for everybody. Yeah. It is. So a lot of it's easier to set up a gold foundry than it is to, let's say, machine a three-pronged threaded end in titanium. Mm -hmm. Well, because when people get into it, if, if people want to launch a gold company, you know, they can just buy some wire, buy some findings, start soldering stuff together. And, and like I call it kind of Taco Bell jewelry, yeah. where it's like you have these 10 things and you just put them together in a different way. Sure. But you're not making the things from scratch. Like machining titanium is a completely different beast sure. than assembling some gold parts. Mm -hmm. Well, I got news for you in the rest of the world. I'm not a body piercer. I never was. I tried it once on somebody and accidentally pierced them about six times mm -hmm. because I was shaking so hard. It is not my thing. I have, however, I'm 60 years old now, and I started working in the machining world when I was 15. Mm. I'll let you do the math. This is what I do. Yeah. I'm responsible for some very large products, projects you know, that benefited everybody, like the first terabyte storage unit, mm -hmm. multiple kneecaps, dental implants. Uh, uh, the last job I held, we were working on our nation's prototypes for our nation's anti-missile missile shield. Mm. This is where I come from. Yeah. I'm a prototype machinist. Everything. That's mm -hmm. what I do. I never would make a good body piercer. However, I will listen to piercers yeah. and get their feedback well, and make can, the best. You can product. understand it like that. You can really see that with the the most successful body jewelry companies. They're the ones that they get it. They know where the jewelry is going and how people want to install it, how clients want to wear it, and all that stuff. And that's the big thing because I've seen people who can make really amazing traditional gold jewelry, necklaces and bracelets, try to get into body jewelry. But they don't understand how you actually wear it and how you how you sell it and how you desire it and how you pierce with it and all that stuff. So it it really helps a lot. I think it's the tracker. I think it, it. it comes down to history, how long people have been doing this. You know, everybody knows who the big names are. Yeah. You know? And you know, a lot of us we've been around twenty five plus years. You know? Mm -hmm. And and we learned by doing stuff wrong. Yeah. Because there was no category for how to make body jewelry at the time. Well, at the time, there was almost no body jewelry. It really limited <laughs> maybe four or five different designs and some different sizes, but like body jewelry 20 years ago versus today. Sure. Like I have one of your old catalogs from like 98, 99 or something. Nice. And looking at that and, and what you make now, it's like the whole new world. Night and day. Yeah. Night and day. Yeah. You know, I got a very dedicated staff here. Uh, they love what they do. Um, we tend to have some pretty damn good fun in here. Um, 
they're paid very well. They have very good benefits. I'm a huge, huge fan of two things first um, for inside my business, and that is um, taking care of your employees. Mm -hmm. Make sure that, you know, they have the proper medical vision dental yeah you know we do even do company matching on 401k stuff for their retirement mm -hmm. make sure that you you can come straight off the street and work for me you ain't gonna make less than 20 bucks an hour mm -hmm. you know we yeah. and we will well, train it's, you. it's it's labor but it's skilled labor yes you're not having people digging ditches well herein is a problem yeah there is no skill set we're not taught how to make body jewelry mm -hmm. so we have to train everybody yeah and that's going to take anywhere from 30 to 90 days depending on how quick somebody can pick something up. Mm -hmm. It's like teaching somebody an art form. Yeah. You didn't just become a professional piercer, Ryan, overnight. Right. Yeah. You're still learning. Absolutely. You're yeah. still learning yeah. with everyone you do. Mm -hmm. And so it's considered an art form to me. Yeah. It's also we're in the business of fashion now. Mm -hmm. It's not just making gauges in people. Right. We're actually fashion. Yeah. 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 It, uh, you were telling me an interesting story earlier about how you first got into body jewelry. So share a little bit w with me on that. That's a good story. Yeah. So um, 1991 was the year and uh, my dear friend James owned a tattoo shop or didn't own it at the time. He was working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So um, he, uh, I remember him being all upset because they wanted to hire this body piercer and he had a, he wanted that spot for his friend that does tattoos and he was very notably upset about it but you know over time they got their body piercer and stuff and next thing I know James calling me I got a cell phone in 1991 and I'm literally welding a small rocket launcher and my phone's ringing and uh, I see it's James calling me and he say and I'll never forget he says okay I got one for you that's how James talked to me I got one for you it's guy speak we've been friends for a long time mm -hmm. he's trying to give me something yeah he sees something that I can benefit from. Why? I'm a machinist. Mm -hmm. Barry, you should start making this body jewelry stuff. These guys can't get the stuff. This is this is something I think it's going to really take off. I Come see me after work. I said, no, nah, I'm not interested. I've been to his shop getting tattooed at the time. Mm -hmm. I've seen modern research. I've seen all this stuff. It just, I didn't understand it. I just didn't understand it. It wasn't my thing. I'm making good money doing government contracts. I get to make one of everything. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I have no interest in it, and sure as hell, uh, next week my phone rings and it's James. No, no, I'm very serious. You really should consider doing this because I think it's going to take off. Yeah, no, James, I'm not interested. Uh, let me get back to you, okay? A week later, he's calling me again, and I see where this is going to go. If I don't go see James, you're never going to stop getting the phone. He's calls. never going to stop calling because yeah. he's caring about me. Yeah. Okay. He knows that it'll be right for you. So I go in there, and I'm expecting at this time. At the time, this is mostly in the gay male subculture. Mm -hmm. We're talking late 80s, early 90s, and, and that's just the way it was. Yeah. And uh, you know how I viewed it then and how I viewed it now is two different things. If you look at my Facebook page, look who my father is, mm -hmm. Jim Ward. Mm -hmm. I adopted him as my father, and he adopted me, him and Drew adopted me as their son, because yeah. they ain't gonna make a baby together, right. and I don't have a dad in my life, so yeah. it made the first perfect sense. At the time, I just didn't understand it. However, I went ahead and went over there and said, let me see what you got. And this guy I'm talking to is just so nice, knowledgeable, mm -hmm. really enjoyed my time with him. And um, he hands me, which I later find out is a silver anchor barbell, and uh, I unscrew the ball and I see those exposed sharp threads on the post and I said, so let me get this straight. When you do a piercing, I'm assuming you push the needle through 
the person, and then you use this kind of pointy tip to push, push the needle out, correct? I mean, that's the basic of it. Yeah. He said, yeah, absolutely. I said, so you injure a person, and then you cause even more injury pushing these sharp threads through. Yeah. And he goes, well, there's this other kind we get, but they're really hard to get, and they're really expensive. Okay? And he hands me, in cue the music, ah, a gauntlet barbell. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I know, you know, and from your last podcast, everybody should know, manufactured by Narsco by Ted, yeah. which later became Neo Metal. okay? Mm -hmm. He hands me this barbell, and I go to unscrew the ball off the end, and it's got like two threads, and I drop the ball. Mm -hmm. And now I'm feeling really bad, because I'm kind of a softy. I'm like, everybody get back. I wear contacts. I'm going to find this sucker. Yeah. I find it, and he says, I said, why, don't, why aren't the threads longer mm -hmm. on this? I mean, there's so many things that could be made right, you know, and I'm talking to the guy, so what are you making all this stuff out of, you know, and he's listing stuff that just doesn't meet anywhere near a requirement that is common knowledge inside of the piercing community now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, sit down, we got to talk, you know, and stuff. And um, that was Eric Dakota. That's who that was. It's like a meeting of minds. Yeah, and that's where I met Alan Faulkner for Cure Everybody, right here in downtown Santa Cruz. Mm. A little place called Anibus Warpus. A lot was going on at the time. Uh, Gregorio was in town. That became Body of Dormants. Uh, Eric, uh, Brian Friedman, who owned Incubus, or whatever it's called, uh, Anibus Warpus, later on and founded the Incubus line of body jewelry. You know, never really made it anywhere. Mm. You know, I mean, a lot happened in this little tiny place. It was kind of the West Coast scene for the eruption of all these body jewelry manufacturers. It yeah. was just nuts. Yeah. And uh, I know JD was doing his thing up in Richmond. I know Aaron, uh, rest in peace, was doing Cinequanon. You know, all this stuff was all coming together and we later all met each other at early APP without the expo mm -hmm. type things, you know. And um, so I go back to my boss. My boss is hardcore red tie. Pictures of them, presidents and buying them and stuff. And, uh, you know, was, there's no question why we got the government contracts we did. And uh, I said, we got to start making this, this, this body jewelry stuff. I think it's going to take off. And he looks at me and says, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I don't know, boss, really, this is really going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I can see. We're making see, missiles. We don't need to make dick jewelry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just, a, you know, it's a different mindset. He's, yeah. you know, I don't know if, if he's still around now, but, you know, at the time, I get it. I understand. I didn't understand the body jewelry stuff until I, until I met Eric Dakota, and mm -hmm. I kind of looked at it in a different light. And uh, I said to my boss, I said, well, you mind if I use uh, some of the machines at my break time? And he stared at me for a moment, mm -hmm. like longer than he should. And uh, he said, yeah, get the fuck out of here. And I, I thought that through later and realized his gears were turning, that he was afraid if he told me no, he might lose me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was running this whole shop for him. I was his lead, get to make one, yeah. you know, yeah. guy. And uh, so that's where this all started. And uh, nobody was making, I mean, maybe Ted was following some kind of implant grade guidelines at mm -hmm. the time. I'm not sure. This was a long time ago. And 316 stainless might have been good enough. But I came in swinging with ASTM products. Mm -hmm. I did that because I knew this from making early medical devices, what was correct. Yeah. for stainless steel and early on then titanium was becoming the new thing mm -hmm. okay for hip replacements and eventually dental replacement. a lot of focus on hip replacements that kind of stuff bone screws titanium ASTM spec titanium yeah. 6AL4V ELI and we immediately adopted that 
And uh, then the, I went to the early APP meetings. This is like San Francisco with Michaela Gray and, and you know, it was the very early, early times. Yeah. And uh, I started talking about it then. And by the time we hit Florida for the first APP that was not in Vegas, mm -hmm. okay, we all decided we would make help the APP. We being, um, I know JD was there. I know I was there. Uh, Chuck from Two Cam Productions was there. I can't remember. There were some pretty big players in the room, and we decided to present to the presiding board our solution to step everything up because the APP wasn't going to stop, yeah. and everybody was concerned there was going to be lawsuits mm -hmm. from people mangling people. We might as well, if you can't beat them, join them yeah. and start using the materials that they use. Mm -hmm. And and everybody agreed on that. And we set up minimum standards for the quality of materials used in body jewelry at the time. Mm -hmm. And some of those standards are still in place. There's, why not? Also like a standardized threading. Standardized threading. Yeah. I lost $100,000 on that. Wow. Because here's the funny thing. So here I got this gauntlet barbell, right? Mm -hmm. AKA Norseco barbell. Yeah. And I go measure the threading on it. There's not much of a difference between an M1.2 thread mm -hmm. and a double out 90. I didn't pick up any metric stuff. This is made in the USA. Why would I even think metric? And I mismeasured it as a double out 90. Somebody actually copied me years later and started making double out 92. I had to trash all my double out 90. Wow. I still have buckets and buckets of double out 90 jewelry. Hmm sitting at our old location in storage at 411 Ingalls Street yeah. that I'm just going to have to scrap out. There's nothing that can't be used right. for anything. Hand it out as keepsakes. Yeah, in the old days when threads would fall out and all this kind of crap, you know. Mm -hmm. Things have changed dramatically. Yeah. You know, everything we do in here, um, we do it to the highest degree of thinking about where this piece of jewelry is going to go. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen with this piece of jewelry? Yeah. What would I want to be treated like sitting in a chair while somebody's coming with that giant needle? Mm -hmm. What would I want in my body? I won't want the best possible piece of jewelry yeah. possible. So, so as the company grows uh, and you start to look at other materials, how did gold start to come into it for you? you know, that's a really good question. So we Thank kept getting you. asked about gold, <laughs> yeah. okay? And this is good because this is the story I wanted to tell you, and it's it's noteworthy. This is kind of a big deal. So I'm friends with Chuck at Toucan, all right? And I'm able to get the gold rod to make a barbell shaft, mm -hmm. and we're able to internally thread it, of course. Duh, it's not hard to do. Yeah. But the balls were kind of a big deal, mm -hmm. okay? And there was people selling hollow gold balls, and I wasn't going to do that because yeah. people were starting. I wanted solid gold barbell balls. Mm -hmm. So I start getting these barbell balls from Chuck to make gold body jewelry. And what was hot at the time? Mm -hmm. Tongue studs. Right. It's true. Mm -hmm. So we started getting these phone calls that the barbells, the tongue studs, <laughs> were turning black. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, this is what I do all day long. I figure things out, you know. It's not the gold that's going to turn black. Gold is not tarnished. It's mm -hmm. the silver. Okay. This is 14 karat. It's 58% pure yeah, gold, the remainder, remainder being silver, copper, and uh, zinc, and some weird antioxidant formula that nobody talks about because it's patented. And uh, I can, they can adjust the level of silver to copper and make rose gold and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it was specifically the silver that was tarnishing, and some people wouldn't tarnish at all. And some people had tarnished right away. Mm -hmm. Has to do with people's pH because pH. our pHs are different. Yeah. And so 
This made total sense to me. The only solution is to step up to 18 karat. Mm -hmm. And since those days, and we're talking early to mid 90s, I have stuck with my 18 karat rule. So I test Tony, you met Tony down there. Tony's yeah. employee number two, you know, and uh, I test him with finding somebody that can cast gold balls. And he found somebody right here in Santa Cruz. And so we get this move and this guy's casting me 18 karat gold. Understand, here's the funny stuff. Gold was centering around between 285 and $350 an ounce. And what's it at now? Uh, as of this morning, one six. 1650 I haven't checked right now yeah this morning you know yeah. it, went, it dropped down from almost 1690 overnight to 1650 so we're settled again we're not raising any prices mm -hmm. we do a gold buys when it's as low as possible we don't raise any prices until we have to do another gold buy and make an adjustment yeah everything in-house and all orders in-house are still held by the same prices mm -hmm. I just needed to say that so um, we start doing these getting these gold barbell balls from this guy Dave and we like Dave so much I just start calling him, we start calling him Uncle Dave, mm -hmm. you know, and he's doing all this stuff for me and helping me out with so much stuff and we're just bonding so well. But Uncle Dave has an interesting crowd over there all the time. You see, because Dave's profession is he makes all the interesting jewelry for the Hells Angels. Oh. Okay. He makes all the rings, the mm -hmm. big $250,000 belt buckles, all that stuff. And it's always been that way, you know? And I go over there and I get along with those guys because it's never been a problem. I grew up in aspects of my family. Everybody has it like, some people hang out in a brotherhood, some people don't. Mm -hmm. It's just never been my thing and stuff. And uh, you know, time goes on and I go to Uncle Dave and I say, Dave, I feel like I'm burying you, you know? Here I go over there and you got these guys waiting for their stuff and I need more, 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 more because everybody wants more, 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 more. Yeah. And uh, of course the barbells immediately stop turning black when we went to 18 karat. And um, he says, well, I'll teach you how to do this. I'll teach you how to cast gold. You know, and years went on, and we got a little casting set up, and it's probably 1995 now. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is how far back we've been messing with gold. And, uh, but it's never been the biggest lucrative market compared to stainless and tie, of course, and niobium. And uh, one day I get a phone call from, uh, from cousin Uncle Dave. He says, Barry, are you sitting down? And I said, uh, Ken, what's up? And he goes, and I can tell it wasn't a bad thing. Yeah. He goes, well, do you have a cousin named Aaron? And her mom is Chris, Chrissy. And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, here's the deal. I'm not your uncle. I'm your cousin for real. Wow. And, and we've just been friends ever since. What kind of coincidence is that? It's just the was, And yeah. my whole life is like this. Mm -hmm. It's a series of watching the path to be on, the one of least resistance, mm -hmm. versus fighting that I gotta keep this job making articles of mass destruction. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I probably could have killed myself, Ryan, because I kept that J job until 1993. Mm -hmm. I was hitting above 100 hours a week. I would get there, I'd leave early in the morning, I'd work to six to 2.30, but I would leave at four so I can get in there and make all this stuff, mm -hmm. work through all my breaks, get off work at 2.30, immediately come home, and I was averaging maybe at best four hours a night of sleep. And this went on for the longest time. And, and I didn't need to do that, it's just that I was scared. You know, uh, what people, and I don't want, I don't want everybody to go, oh, poor Barry. Uh, my kids' mother died in a car crash. And so I was raising the kids and they come first for me. And I was highly concerned that 
you know, this, I would need to keep this in place. I'm basically leaving a job with insurance, mm -hmm. paying me good money. Yeah, to roll the dice. And so 1993, I decided it was time to roll the dice. Mm -hmm. And because I came to in my driveway, which way did you come? Did you come over Highway 17? Yeah. Okay, so that last, t that last full day I worked, I came over Highway 17 too, driving from Fremont, which is way over there. Mm -hmm. And I came to in my driveway after driving that in a blackout. Not because I drink or do drugs, from sheer exhaustion. Mm. And that's when I realized it really freaked me out. I mean, shaking my hands crazy. Yeah. And the next morning I went in and I said, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm sorry, I just can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a leap of faith. And all because I was scared to take the path of least resistance, right? What do you think happened in 1994? Crying. Crying, Aerosmith. All of a sudden, this isn't viewed as just being in this specific subculture. Yeah. This, everybody was convinced Elisa Silverstone just got her navel pierced. Yeah, and everybody on planet Earth needed to get a belly ring and needed to have it now. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, it worked out just fine. And so that leap of faith was the smartest thing I could have done because I probably wouldn't have survived if I kept doing what I was doing. Yeah. I'm a freaking workaholic. Mm -hmm. Ask anybody. Well, I can tell walking through this place. Enough is enough. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people a lot of people know I'm into drones. Mm -hmm. That's my nighttime job. Yep. It's just how I roll. My mom always thinks, you're going to die. You're going to have a heart attack. I say, Mom, you tell me early on, moss don't grow on a rolling stone, so just back the hell off. Mm -hmm. You're retired and volunteering for everything. Where do you think I get this from? Yeah. You know, and she's 85 years old and going strong. Yeah. So, you know, I hope I didn't lose my train of thought on all this. Well, no, I mean, we were, we were kind of talking about the, the rise of gold and everything. So uh -huh. what was it like as the APP turned from this thing that was almost like a, a niche market within body piercing to now it's like this driving force with a jewelry expo and conference and an explosion of membership? Like, what is that like on your side trying to keep up with that? I was so against having an expo. Pat McCarthy was the president at the time. I believe the year was 2000. I was so against it and I was very vocal about it because I didn't want the APP, something that I held on sacred, education, doing the right thing for everybody. I didn't want it to turn into a freaking flea market. Mm -hmm. It was a very big concern of mine at the time. And now it, I just it don't care. It tipped that way at points. Yes, it did. Yeah. It was very much a fear point for me. And Pat, Pat McCarthy, he did a great job as a leader for our organization. He pulled it off. It worked out just fine. And early on, I remember, you know, I, of course I have the pictures to prove it. Yeah. I always had a camera with me. Mm -hmm. I slowly see those to Matt Erickson so he can have them for the archives. And, uh, it worked out just fine. It was nice to connect with people. Mm -hmm. You know, it was nice to see the customers, you know, face to face. It wasn't just a bunch of meetings. It kind of became kind of a, a rite of passage for me. It's something I do every year now. Yeah. And uh, I don't see it as a problem other than, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but in the late um, 90s, um, there was a little company about that was making some really horrible jewelry sales and they opened up a set of chain stores mm -hmm. and I went diving into Southern California I said you need to be using this and this is why and that would be hot topic mm. we were already buried in work yeah. we we're already buried and then a lot of people don't know this too um, somebody approached me um, <laughs> I got so many stories how could you not have so many stories somebody approached me that wanted to buy the business mm. on behalf of Dennis Rodman Really? And I go to, I, I'm so excited. I, you know, we, we say we can count our best friends on one hand. Mm -hmm. Jason King is one of my best friends, even though we don't talk as much as we used to, because not only I'm so busy, he's so busy, but the sentiment's there. Yeah. 
And I know anytime I'm having a bad day, I can call Jason King mm -hmm. and vice versa. And I call Jason King and I say, man, you won't believe this. I'm a selling out of metal. They got, this guy, Dennis Rodman wants to buy my business. I mean, if the shoe fits where, right? Sure. Dennis Rodman makes sense, right? Yeah. And um, he says, let me call you right back. Mm -hmm. And he calls me back shortly. And he says, I want you to come see me. I got you a ticket. I got you an airplane ticket. I said, okay. And so I went out there and uh, drove up in front of his shop and here he comes out and anybody knows Jason King. He's like this, he's not a little man. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time he had his really long hair and yeah. all that and he's a straight to the point guy. He's, he's every bit of Oklahoma, you know? And he puts his big hands on my shoulders and he's looking at me and he says, Barry, I understand that you want to sell the business. However, I need you to look at it through my eyes. You provided me a way to have my employees make money. You provided a way for me to have money to make a family. You provided lots of different things. And if you were to sell a nano metal, it would no longer be a nano metal. Mm -hmm. And he just kept going on and on. But there was something so strikingly pure going on at the time. His eyes were welling up with tears. He was serious. Mm -hmm. And he was afraid I was going to do this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my excitement got completely changed. And he gone, you know, you single-handedly changed the quality of body jewelry worldwide. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been wrote up in Southern California surgeon twice for making changes that I felt so that our business model can stay viable for everybody here, especially in North America, because there was a lot of lawyers looking for to stop this body piercing stuff. Mm -hmm. There was. Wow. They wanted it stopped. Yeah. Why? Connection to the gay community? No, they so wanted just... they wanted ear piercing guns to be. Okay. It's lobbying. It's what it is. Okay. You know. I mean, yeah. we're going to put a spank on that stuff, mm. and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And I'm not going to get all that because I'll get a phone call from somebody. Sure. You know. But we changed things, and Jason made that clear to me, and the lights went on, and we went on this little thing we call the really big road trip, and some people know about this. And I got it. I got a different change. I came back and I started hiring a bookkeeper that I still have with me. I started hiring people to help me out, so I wouldn't get go so crazy. So I can. Mm. Well, you could so focus on the creation and not the management. Right. As I much. dropped hot topic. Yeah. You know, I dropped hot topic. Mm -hmm. um, I've had to drop lots of names over the time too, for the betterment of all. I recently dropped a couple big names in the online industry, and mm -hmm. we're never going to go back in. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I have to look at the bigger picture. Okay, and. Um, then it became time for me to get a little bit more serious. And then I did, and things were going quite well. And then Brian passed away, Yeah, you know? And then there was a series of other hardships that happened. And it was kind of a tough time. I had my own personal dark days for quite some years mm -hmm. and stuff. And it wasn't until probably, I don't know, six or seven years ago, all of a sudden I started saying, wait a minute, you know, my mom would sit down and talk to me at Christmas time early on, and she said, so, Tell me about this this jewelry you're making, because your grandma's ring is broken, and I avoided this conversation. Oh no! Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I'd like you to. You don't want to explain what an ampling is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. you know, and uh, turns out my mom's a bit more of a free soul because I said, "Sit down." There was enough Christmases asked in a row mm -hmm. about the mystery of this jewelry Barry's making. I said, "Sit down, mom," and she goes, "She says what?" And I said, "Well, it's jewelry for the body piercing industry," and she said, "What?" And she goes, we make body piercing jewelry. I said, mom. And she looks at me all funny and she goes, 
that is the coolest thing ever. Awesome. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, and I held back two years telling her about this mm -hmm. stuff. You know, so I start combining all the years of this thought process, Jason King, everything together. And I'm like, I'm not getting no younger. Mm. This shit or get time. I gotta take this very, very serious. And I'd already been saving money. We'd been renting buildings on Ingalls Street. Yep. We had half the block, four buildings. Wow. We didn't just have 411. 411 was just where the phone calls went. In. Mm -hmm. That was building number one. Then we got the building next to it. Then building, in, you know, it's just crazy. Winchester Mystery House running all over the place, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, you know, of course I've remarried now. You've met my lovely wife, Tracy, and stuff. And, uh, you know, we're sitting here having a conversation, and I'm on speakerphone with this guy because we are trying so desperately to buy a building. Mm -hmm. We're getting tired of getting jacked on rents. Sound familiar? Yep. They're never stopping raising rents. Yep. And we needed something that we can call our own so we can configure it correctly. Yeah. Okay? And she says to me, you know this guy that's acting like he's going to sell you a building? He's just really rich and just messing with your head, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, it kind of felt like that too. And she goes, well, you mind if I help you? The very first thing she pulls up on her phone was the most interesting thing. It's the building that you're in right now, mm -hmm. which I'd been into twice, thinking this is the perfect building for us. Again, here's this path. Yeah. Okay. I meet Tracy. She holds up a phone, except for something's interesting now. Mm -hmm. They lot split it. The building behind plus this one, I couldn't afford it. Yeah. This is California real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, I can make it work because mm -hmm. we've been saving money for a long time. And imagine me, uh, just a couple of short years ago, two and a half years ago, I call the number of the listing agent and I say, uh, Dan Watson, I, I want to buy the building. Can you bring me a contract? And he's like, wait, what? And he goes, I, I'm at your building right now. I, I'm buying your building. And he goes, wait a minute. You want me to meet me for to show you the building? No, no. I'm buying the building. Yeah. I said, I know that I've studied this building. I've been in it twice mm -hmm. over the last 10 years. This is my building. I'm buying it. I'm not here to dicker you on price. I know who owns the building. I know how this works. I just need a contract. I give you a down payment. Come meet me. And that's how this came about. Because my wife said, what about this? Yeah. And they had done a lot split. And I swooned on this immediately mm. because it is the perfect building for an automobile. I mean, it's got a great layout. Sometimes you go into a whatever they're manufacturing. And it feels like... They had their main area, which is just the way they want it, and then they have all the other areas that they just make do with. But That's here, the way Ingle Street was. Everything feels natural here, and it feels like there's a workflow, and everything seems to have the correct amount of space, and it just it it, it feels natural. It feels very intuitive walking through this it's place. It's flow. Yeah. Things come in one door, they go out the same door. It yeah. just goes in a big U. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything about this, uh, you know, the, let's not discount the great jewelry shortage of, what was it, 2018-ish? Yeah. yeah, something like that. You know, four or five months, everybody's out of everything. You yeah. know, it's just tough. Yeah. And But I had a plan going all along, and I kept making that clear. I had a plan in place, and that plan in place was to set something up correctly and make it future-proof as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I kept saying, just hang tight, you know, make support your local body jewelry company, no matter who there are, because you need us all. Yeah. We understand. We didn't see this one coming. Mm -hmm. We didn't see the 90s times 10. Right. Okay? Yeah. Because Instagram. It's, it's no different than the 90s, yeah. except for there's a lot more professional studios, APP. Mm -hmm. You see? Yeah. Everybody was forced to step up to a minimum specifications. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, how often do you see the free piercing signs nowadays? Yeah. 
come on, you've been at this for a while. Right. Yeah. Free piercings. That was the indicator. Yeah. They sell acrylic tapers and belly jingles, mm -hmm. you know. And then meanwhile, you're trying to run your studio, trying to figure out how you're going to compete about that. Yeah. And I'm daddying people like you saying, this is not your competition. Mm -hmm. Stop thinking like that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, aim high. Those people will come to you when they can afford you. Mm-hmm or you need to fix their gauges. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I set this building up, but while I was doing this, I took apart everything. I'm good at doing fixing things. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've always been good at that. I looked at every department and every nuance inside the department and made it as future-proof for number one, followed by as efficient as possible. Yeah. And lo and oh, behold, we've been holding two weeks for a long time now. Yeah, I mean, uh, walking through this place, Something as simple as like the air tube system. Yeah, you pneumatic know? tubes all over the place yeah. to shuttle. Not product. having to get up to walk something across. Mm -hmm. You just pop it in and then the next department has it. It's a, the building's a long walk. Yeah. It's a big building. It's mm -hmm. not 18,500 square feet. And I thought this would be enough. Mm -hmm. I thought it'd be enough. You ready for another story? Yeah. So here we are coming into an election year. Mm -hmm. 2020. Okay. And typically in election years, Stock markets go a little bit crazy. Gold starts going up in value, this kind of stuff. But this one was different because mm -hmm. there's more people that are either far right or far left. There's not a lot of purples. I'm a purple. There's not a lot of people overall. We have a really interesting society here in the United States, very split, mm -hmm. which makes for an interesting time during election year, okay? Yeah. Which makes commodities, materials go up higher. Mm -hmm. And uh, because stocks don't do as good, people start freaking out. There's unrest. So commodities, and you know Fall what a commodity gold, is? Silver. Gold, silver, palladium, yeah. you know, platinum. Mm -hmm. um, what I didn't throw in that bank of thoughts was the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And if I did, I wouldn't have thought that it would happen in the manufacturing capital of the known universe. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing the writing on the wall I was already going to get another building and put more machinery, more automated type machinery yeah. that doesn't require a lot of personnel mm -hmm. and get more of the machines over somewhere else. And I, I had a building in mind, but it's caught up in a nasty divorce. Mm -hmm. And I just, Tracy, my wife, just said, we both agreed at the same time, let's not mess with this. Yeah, we yeah. were going to find a way Focus to buy it. Else. Let's just lease something and see what happens. Again, the minute I just let it go, something happens right down the street so take Real notes everybody yeah that's the way life works mm -hmm. you don't get what you want always you get what you're supposed to have and sometimes you got to stop and pause and look because it's right in front of you yeah and so we got the found the perfect building worked out really well with the landlord it just so happens that the business is in there needs to get out of their lease lo and behold we get the keys this weekend mm. and we'll be able to expand at an incredible amount, the size of our footprint. And I get a lot of these automated machines. An automated machine would be a Swiss-style screw machine with an auto loader for making all the widgety parts. Not as fast as a human, mm -hmm. but highly accurate and runs nonstop, day and night. Yeah. And doesn't need to take a break. We need more of those kind of machines. So mm -hmm. we get more, which we already have sitting in a warehouse, and we take some of the machines out there from down here where you saw and expand the gym room. Yeah. See, that's how we do it. And that's where we hire more people. Mm -hmm. That's where more people get solid jobs and learn trades yeah. by getting the automated crap out of the way in a nondescript building, let it just do its thing, mm -hmm. where only three or four people need to work all day long. Because I'm sure the labor-intensive stuff is the finish work. Yes, know? it's setting the QA, gemstones, gem all that. setting, polish, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, and it is. it can be very labor-intensive. Mm -hmm. And so that's my whole model is get the hell out of Barry's way 
and open my eyes a little bit because everything's there. Now, I don't think we're going to need anything more than a building that's nearly the size of the building we're in right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to need that. Well, let's revisit this conversation in three years, and you can tell me about the next Absolutely. The next building. Absolutely. Yeah. What we need yeah. to be able to do is expand our settings facility. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing this? It's an election year. It is a interesting election year because of political unrest inside the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah. And why are you not blue and why are you not red? I don't get into all that stuff. I'm educated. I will make an informed decision mm -hmm. based on closer to where we're at right sure. now. You know, I already kind of got my eyes set on who I like the most, but we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there's a lot of people that are very unhappy, okay? And that changes things. You throw in a coronavirus, okay? Yeah. St stocks start to tank. Mm -hmm. And then one week ago Monday... And that even Apple, the largest, most fluid business in the known universe, announces Houston, we got a problem. We're having to close down some manufacturing. Mm -hmm. Stocks start to tumble. Yeah. People do sell-offs and they go for what's called safe harbor. Safe harbor is commodities, mm -hmm. specifically gold, platinum, yeah. palladium, something that you can count on, silver, that you know the real have thing. Value. Yeah, it's not a promissory note. It's not a yeah. buck. Mm -hmm. Bucks is just worth the paper it's printed on. Mm -hmm. It says the government says this dollar is worth a dollar, yeah. which it is. Mm -hmm. But the people who invest big money, they start backing away from stocks that are crumbling and toss their money into something they can hold in their hands. Yeah. And so then the coronavirus got announced that it's hitting Italy and Japan. Dow fell 1,000 points in one day yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, yeah. And gold went through the freaking roof. Yeah. It's not as high as it's been in 20 years, but it was approaching that. It was ready to touch 1,700. I don't think it's done yet. And why am I telling you all this? Because if gold gets too unaffordable for everybody to carry everything they need because the people out there buying our products mm -hmm. can't afford it anymore. And, and anybody knows I'm making specialized, targeted, tiny, highly detailed pieces mm -hmm. and selling them at a rate where my clients can make the most amount of profit on. Yeah. That is intentional. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we better get moving on a lot of titanium stuff. Now, like I said early on in this, gold casting is not that complicated. It can be done mm -hmm. without having to break the bank. Yeah. Mass producing very detailed titanium parts? Yeah. Come on. Huge investment. Yeah, we're talking millions of dollars now yeah. to be able to keep up the Walking current through rate. a place like this, like you can... I mean, I, I probably don't fully fathom it, but you can start to really get a sense of the investment and the, all those conversations you were having with people when they were freaking out about three, four, five month wait time mm -hmm. saying, just stick with us, you know, give it, give it a year, give it 18 months and we're going to get where we mm -hmm. want to get. And now that we're here, you know, you, you can really feel a lot more confident in the, the future of high quality and knowing that it's not going to just start to like disappear. It's not going to become unaffordable, all that stuff. You just need to diversify right. in what you carry. Right. Nobody could have, nobody, it was the perfect storm for me. Mm -hmm. We finally found the building of our dreams. We start building it. They're in here doing epoxy floors. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was the first step. Yeah. Do all, all epoxy. It's all one piece, one solid floor of mm -hmm. epoxy. And uh, gorgeous, as you saw, with safety lines painted, key colors, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Nobody would have expected the n return of the 90s. That was the problem. Mm -hmm. Is that, I mean, there really was no problem, but that's exactly what yeah. happened. All of a people sudden, were ready for it. people started buying tons of stuff from my clients. Mm -hmm. And they, my clients started stepping up. And there became more clients because people started realizing even the free piercing signs guys needed to step up their game and mm -hmm. started doing APP guidelines. And all of a sudden, 
there was a huge resurgence in body piercing studios. Yeah. But a lot more of them than the 90s. It was a whole new kind of studio, though. It was that mm-hmm. boutique, salon Yes, kind of you guys are... Yeah. Get it. Get it through your... You know, you go go hang out malls. Look at Zales. Look at all the high-end places. Go look at nice hair salons. Mm-hmm. Look at nice nail salons. Yep. And somewhere in the middle is what you should be doing. Yeah. You should have beautiful plants. It should feel good in there. Mm-hmm. It should be a place you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I know if I did it, that's what I'd do. Yep. I just ain't got time to do it. Right. And so here I am, you know, trying to figure out how we're going to put all this plumbing in. And all of a sudden, we are getting orders piling up so high. It's the perfect storm, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a building in place so that we don't get any farther behind. Yeah. And yet the getting the building in place can't happen fast enough. Sure. And I cannot ramrod this. This has to be done perfectly. Mm-hmm. There is because no then it's going to break down. It's yes. not going to be... Yes. You're not going to be able to maintain. Right. Yeah. If I'm correct, we've held on to two-week shipping stuff for, gosh, better part of a year now? Mm-hmm. It ain't going nowhere. But in order for me to future-proof it, I need another building, more machines, more polishing setups, all yeah. this kind of stuff. Get because more demand jobs. is not going to shrink. Demand is not going to go away. It's, it's only not. going to increase. It's not. Yeah. But the demand, if gold goes through the roof, mm-hmm. if gold hits 2K... Demand will just shift to a different then material. Then you're going to need more titanium. That's yeah. the whole idea. Mm-hmm. And people have been wanting us to make more intricate titanium items forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking any new item. I make it better, stronger, and more affordable. Mm-hmm. So that our kinds, because Ryan, if you're selling more of our products faster, everybody wins. Yeah, everybody yeah. wins. Mm-hmm. You know, we set up. We recently picked up. We, you know, everybody knows we got a Japanese distribution point. Mm-hmm. We have a UK. We have an Italian, and we just recently picked up an Australian. Mm-hmm. And we're totally ready for this. Didn't impact anybody's orders. Yeah, none whatsoever. We are solidly future proofing. We want to be everybody's company. And also, too, everybody should know that there has been a waiting list for the better part of this year. That waiting list has actually been active all along. We're actually plinking new customers, mm. but it's throttled. Yeah, you know, it's not just a waiting list yeah, that yeah, gets yeah. thrown away. It's actually happening. Yeah. But we're not going to um, do any disservice to our clients in place, mm-hmm. and we're going to slowly start adding clients back in based on when they want to. To be in. Yeah. And by the time this other building, end of March, beginning of April, mm-hmm. is completed, it'll happen pretty fast, mm-hmm. then we'll really be able to open up the doors and be able to take care of everything. So that, that kind of pops something into my mind is, um, you know, with a business model like this where you sort of have a bit of a captive audience, you know, the people that want the best, the, you know, short list of people that you can get it from. Uh, and it would be really easy for someone to come along and say, like, I want to strangle every penny I can out of this industry. But you've really put a lot back into it. And there are a couple different things that I wanted to mention specifically because, not to be corny or anything like that, but winning, winning a raffle at conference changed my life, my business, my shop. I, I've been able to do so many things since then. And You're going to make me soft right now. You know that. <laughs> this is the breaking point for me. Well, you need to understand someone. I love this industry. Okay, what, like I said, my idea when I got into this about this gay male subculture and how I look at it now, mm-hmm. this industry too changed my life. Yeah. It changed my life in the best way because my whole life can be summed up just like this. I was a puzzle piece in the wrong puzzle box mm-hmm. until I met all these dear friends I love, yeah. the body piercers, yeah. our customers, mm-hmm. their family to me. 
They're very, very important people in my life. Yeah. And I know that no matter how bad my day is going, I got somebody that can call and they 100% understand what's going on. And so if it wasn't for all my customers, I would not be in where I'm at right now. Mm. And I'm solid in my heart. Mm. You could give me all the buildings you want. It doesn't matter how I feel in my heart mm -hmm. is what matters to me. How could I not do everything? Everything I do goes right back. Yeah. Everything I do. I drive a nice car. That's my treat to myself. Our house is nothing fancy. 2,000 square foot house. I bought um, bought it in the, in the hills because it was cheaper 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, we have five dogs, eight chickens, you know, <laughs> koi pond. And uh, there's nothing special about it. Yeah. I don't do that. You know, I have a, a nice car. Mm -hmm. I work two jobs. I deserve to have a nice car. Sure. And I'll get another one a couple of years from now, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, other than that, 100% goes right back into this industry. Mm -hmm. Do you think we're not going to be the biggest raffle prize again this year? You think again. Or... I, I'm sure Paul King is going to be cringing somewhere. Silent auction prize. Yeah, I don't know how year. to do all this stuff. You know, it's yeah. new to me. Yeah. So it, it, I want to, we want to be able to do sponsorships and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk to the APP more because I want to make sure that I understand their stipulations. I follow yeah. the rules. Yeah. What for sponsorships and mm -hmm. silent auction prizes, all that stuff, you know, all how it has to happen. Mm -hmm. But we will give everything we can, just like we always do. Yeah. I know we've changed people's well, lives. It sets, I've seen really, people... it sets a really important precedent too, because then the other companies realize like, well, okay, we, we have to we have to also respect and and pay attention to, to our industry and support them and help them grow. Because you can't just take, take, take and expect people to want to just stay loyal to you. Sure. Um, so the way that you, you build clientele, that's like, okay, this is my brand that I'm building my shop around. Mm -hmm. You know, those are, it's because there's a connection to it. It's, sure. not just, it's not just a commodity. It's, it's an important part of people's studios and careers. Uh -huh. yeah. you, said, you said that I did something, my company, me, it's my company, it's mm -hmm. me, did something that changed your life forever. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this happen countless times. Yeah. I watched one guy who was in the worst part of his life just a few APP conventions ago mm -hmm. he won two raffle prizes in one night yeah he fell to the floor crying mm -hmm. okay that's all that matters to me everything else we're just making sweet gauges sure but seeing somebody that's so deserving mm -hmm. to be able to get ahead in life because I had chances what people don't know I hitchhiked to this town homeless mm -hmm. I was a homeless person I was eating out of garbage cans in 1986 yeah I just decided that I would get a job. Imagine that. And that led to another job that led me to back into what I do the best because there was only a, a narrow window mm -hmm. where I'd taken myself down that far. And I'll let everybody decide what takes somebody's down down that far. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a pretty lifestyle. But then, you know, I got my act back together and I, I went and asked that first boss that fired me when I was younger for my job back when I came here because he was in San Jose. Right. And he gave me my job back and then he immediately started writing me bad checks. Mm. So I had to go get another job. That's just the way it worked. Mm. And eventually I was right back to where I needed to be except for I was ready for my life to be more rich than it ever was. And that's when I got into got into this one company where we're making all the crazy prototype stuff and I excelled yeah. at that. And I forgot I was really smart. I forgot that I took second place in the state science fair in the sixth grade and that it was such a big moment because Buzz Aldrin gave me my medal after really? he got back from the moon. Cool. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. I was actually an uber geek yeah. kid that didn't know where he'd fit in the planet, the puzzle piece thing. Mm -hmm. So I turned to other substances to make me 
fell whole again. Sure. And that took me down a pretty dark road mm -hmm. multiple times. And the last one, uh, it should have killed me, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. I knew that my grandmother, where my mom raised her kids in this town, lived in this town, and I was going to find her, so I hitchhiked her. And that was the beginning of the life that you know now. Wow. And that was in 1986. And not, it was just five years later. And that a metal. It was actually called Blanchard Manufacturing at the time. Yeah. We incorporated it in 1994. Where did they? Where, like, what made you choose the anatomical name? Yeah, you know, me and a friend of mine were just sitting there going back and forth with all this stuff. We got to call it something because it has to be a corporation because things are getting real. 1994. Everybody wants belly ring. Things are getting real now, and it should be some kind of a corporation. Mm -hmm. And so we're going back and forth, and you know, metal playing with their metal all over the place. And somebody said anatomy metal, and I'm like, wait a minute. Anatomy metal, anatomy metal, mm -hmm. and that's just how it came about. Just as simple as that. Yeah. You know, it took all about eight minutes, and I said, "That's good enough. Let's get this thing incorporated, because it needs to be. Because all these guys making body jewelry are going to get sued by everybody for killing everybody." Mm -hmm. That was the thought process at the time. Think about it. How did you feel becoming a piercer? Were you concerned that there's something bad would happen? Uh, you know what? I, I got into it at a point where it was kind of Wild West still. It was the sure. end of it, you know, 96, 97. Uh -huh. So it was like, I wasn't really paying attention to some of the those concerns. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, somebody's ears going to fall off and everybody's going to die sure. and this is where it was. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, your little friend Barry here was making sure it was going to be as safe as humanly possible mm -hmm. and freely sharing all the information. Yeah. I just showed you a whole bunch of stuff I don't normally show people. Mm -hmm. Information wants to be free. Yeah. What's the big deal? I'm a machinist. You're a body piercer. Do you hold all your body piercing techniques like it's the top secret thing? That's why I'm in California. I did a yeah. class yesterday. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm, I'm a machinist. I, yeah. I make stuff. Right. I never was a body piercer. I tried it once. It was a really bad idea. Mm -hmm. However, I can figure out how to build a better mousetrap. And I can make that an implant grade stainless. Yeah. And I can make it really, really good. And I can figure out how to polish it to perfection. I can do that the right way, mm. you know? I can do something so crazy that a lot of people may not know. The very last thread on our threaded products is a little bit bigger than all the other threads. If you just would wrench it down just a little bit harder, that client won't lose the barbell ball so easy. Mm. You know, when you knock, you ever, uh, you know, my mom taught me to get the jar off like mayonnaise. Or I don't eat mayonnaise now, but use a knife and you go tink, 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 and it get, pops it open. Yeah. Same thing with a barbell ball. It's getting hit by everything around it, and eventually it's going to come loose. Mm -hmm. So we put a self-locking feature in there, mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't even know this. Yeah. It's there. You just got to push a little bit harder. You just have one of those things where it's just like, well, yeah, I know if I screw something on from this company, it's going to stay put. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hopefully. I mean, nothing's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's threaded stuff, sure. you know. Thank God that... Uh, you know, Ted came up with this threadless idea. We didn't touch it for 20 years, mm -hmm. you know, thank God. And the way I see it, after 20 years, somebody's made their money, it's open season. And thank God, thank God for Neo Metal, other people stepped up. Otherwise, they would have been, holy hell, losing their brains, mm -hmm. especially yeah. during the great jewelry yeah. drought. It, it would be impossible for any one company to fulfill that kind of need. You can't do it. Yeah. You cannot do it. It's impossible, Yeah. you know? And so... Here we are all these years later as uh, JD and, you know, and John and me and, you know, countless others. I mean, Nick, Carrie, I mean, we're still, here we are, we're still doing this, yeah. you know, we we survived some pretty crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, every year there's going to be tons of innovation, tons of happy stuff. Oh my God, can you believe this? Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Oh my God, your Innovators Award. It just goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And it's so much fun. I can't wait to see everybody. This is the 25-year anniversary of the APP. It's going to be great. 
this is a very big deal to me. Yeah. You know, I'm an APP HUA from day one. I've been a huge proponent of this. Yeah. It's, you know, a group of people with common bonds coming together and hopefully not fighting too much because we're on the same team. We're on the same team, Ryan. Mm -hmm. And together, a force that is growing as much as it is, it's the biggest growth in the APP I've seen yeah. since its inception. Yeah, it's an explosion. Now, I don't care yeah. about the expo floor. I'm talking about new membership, mm -hmm. okay? People need to come in, they need to take classes, they need to get educated. Even people that think they know it all. Yeah, like those are the people that Yeah, sometimes I'll hit a class just so I can yeah. learn something, you know? And uh, everybody should be hitting all the classes. Yeah, the expo's there, it's there all week. Mm -hmm. You know, set your schedule correctly and go, go learn some stuff. And take it upon yourself to learn a little bit of the history. If you're not sure or don't feel like going through some big expo walkthrough thing, come and talk to me. Ask me mm -hmm. questions. I'm an open book. I am totally approachable at all times. Mm -hmm. At all times. And are we going to be making new stuff? It's never going to stop. It's never, I've never did innovator awards or anything like that. It's not my thing. Yeah. It's not my thing. Are we going to reinvent the mousetrap over and over again? Yeah, we are. Mm -hmm. Well, gold's going through the roof. You think I'm not making all that big crazy stuff? We'll find out at APP, okay? Yeah. Now, not so much right now because I don't want to, as you saw, we're rebuilding our entire. Yeah, yeah. It you was don't already overexpand. Their casting department is already state of the art. We're mm -hmm. one of the biggest casting facilities in the entire San Francisco Bay Area, mm -hmm. okay? It was already state of the art. But you got a better idea about where we're heading with this. It's crazy yeah. sauce now. Yeah, there's some cool stuff coming. Yeah, some really cool stuff. Now, do I want to blow our other gold manufacturers out of the water? No. Everybody's got the right to express themselves through jewelry. Jewelry's in our form. It's been around longer than money. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so, you know, as I get this thing seasoned out, and my, offense, my awesome staff is all settled in, they're doing what they want to do, I'm going to sit in front of a computer with big monitors, and I'm going to sit down and say, what do I want to make today? That's what I'm going to do because yeah. that's an expression of my art, just like the photography, mm -hmm. just like. You well, know. I saw your playroom. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a fun little room, huh? Yeah. And uh, and that is my. That's what soothes me. Yeah. Is to create. If I don't ever get a time to create anything, then I get emotionally sick. I get bankrupt. So it's all about balance. Anybody's a part of my Facebook group. Which, if you're not, and you're one of our customers, you need to hit me up on Facebook, and I'll get you in there real quick. We're about a thousand strong right now. I do Sunday Fun Day. Mm -hmm. My last one was, "What's your hobby?" We're all body piercers are related to, yeah. But you're a person too. What do you do for fun? I was like, "Oh my God, I'm not the only one." We all do that to help us out to get out of our daily regime. Yeah. And if I'm not sitting here making new stuff, I get stagnant too, and I'm never going to allow my stuff to get stagnant again. Well, that's what keeps you relevant because uh -huh. if if, if somebody, let's say they, they step out of the industry and then they come back to it, five years later, if they're like, oh yeah, Nataminal's making the same thing, I don't need to pay attention to them anymore. Uh -huh. You know, you have to constantly keep people engaged. Innovate. Yeah. Innovate, keep yeah. moving forward. And, uh, you know, I don't think I'll ever do an Innovators Award thing. I want the new peeps to get that. I want them mm -hmm. to have the stage. Mm -hmm. I'm not a stage guy. I didn't even want to do this. Okay. I know. It's, it's been, I've been tracing you down for a year or two. Yeah, it's not my thing. You yeah. know, it's just not my thing. I don't need to be on a stage. Yeah. I'm the guy behind the stage, mm -hmm. getting all the stuff all working together so that the person on stage looks good. Let me bring up one more thing that's okay. kind of a behind the stage thing. And I'll, I'll let you tell as much of the story as you're comfortable with. Gauntlet. Yes. Passing through your hands to, <sighs> to its, its rightful home now. You can get me soft again. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter, dude. It's it's God honest truth. A lot of people don't know who me, don't know me, 
exactly who I am, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm probably not the person a lot of people picture me to be. So um, I've seen some of the worst things to happen on this planet, and I've seen some of the best. And I really do care. I really genuinely care, okay? And um, so Ted was making all the small stuff. I started making all the big stuff for Gauntlet, all the big gauge stuff and stuff. And, and uh, Aaron Sinequanon and JD, I believe they were making titanium and, or at least niobium. You know, everybody's making Gauntlet jewelry, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff. And uh, um, to a series of what it is, Gauntlet fell apart. Yeah. You know, and Ted was left with this big mess to clean up. He, he went forward and me, I had, I had no choice. I mean, I already had employees and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I went forward too. And, uh, and, and, and JD, you know what he's doing? He's on California running a big operation too. And, uh, you know, the years went on by and I just always thought, you know, about what Jim Ward, what was it like to be Jim Ward? And I would go visit him, you know, and he wasn't, he wasn't doing so good. Mm -hmm. You know, we went from him and Drew living in this beautiful house to this, you know, a smaller place, you know, and I'm just like, it's all about that path for me, Ryan. It's about the path. Mm -hmm. You don't always get to do what you think you want to do. You get what you're supposed to be doing. And while a monster got taken from him, at a, and it's hard for Jim, I know every day he gets on the internet and it yanks at his heart chains of what Gauntlet could have been. Mm -hmm. At the same time, things happen that are supposed to happen for a reason. And we don't get to question that sometimes. We just go along with the plan. Yeah. Jim's got an easy life right now. The only complicated part's when he gets on fucking Facebook mm. and sees somebody like me saying, talking about this new body joy, yeah. and it hurts. And at the same time, we all love Jim Ward. We love and respect Jim Ward very, very much. I do. Like I said, look at my profile page, look at his. Yeah. I'm his son, he's my father. And I thought over the years, because it wasn't for early conversations with Jim and, and all the big players, Paul, Michaela, everybody, you know, that uh, I wouldn't have the life that I have now. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of things that happened. What you didn't know is James, who kept calling me, he started flipping out because they were going to build a, they were going to kick him out, uh, eminent domain stuff, so the city can put in a parking garage. And okay. I said, right, why don't we get together and we'll build this really beautiful studio, staircase tattoo is going to be, yeah. we'll do this beautiful freaking awesome, insane studio. And one day I walked up and she said, remember when you kept bugging me about that body jewelry thing? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, this here is a this is a note. I need you to sign this because I'm selling you my half of the studio for a dollar. Mm. That's what I'm going to give back to you. We built it up into a world-class studio, and I said, here, I'm selling you half for a dollar. I still have the dollar. It's true. That's I get back. Where, wherever I can, I get back. In the case of Jim Ward, all of a sudden, I got the word that the Gauntlet Trust Fund was going up on eBay for sale, and I didn't realize at first but Paul King and I were bidding against each other. I got a hold of Paul King. I said, I need you to fucking stand down yeah. because I'm not going to stop. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to, it's not going to stop. I'm in Staircase Tattoo and this has to stop. I'm not going to stop bidding. Mm -hmm. So you can go as far as you want and all you're doing is push me through the roof because all I'm going to do is go pick up this stuff and give it to Jim. Mm -hmm. Okay? And Paul should remember this conversation. And he stand down and I want it for, I don't know, 1600 bucks or some stupid thing. And uh, as soon as I got the rights to go pick it up. I went over there and Drew had already had, passed. sounds familiar, right? Mm -hmm. He already had all the paperwork, one dollar. Mm because -hmm. more than anything, I needed to give Jim back some of the dignity that he had. Yeah. Well, this thing got ripped out from underneath him by mismanagement of people working underneath him. It wasn't about Jim. Yeah. 
It was it was a hardship story. Mm -hmm. And here's somebody who I call my father. And Fakir was always pitcher, part of the pitcher too. Rest his soul. It's always been a dear friend. They're all very, we're very close. But there was something special about Jim to me. Yeah. He was like a dad that I didn't have. We can talk about anything. And uh, I went over there and with all these boxes of stuff. And the main thing was the rights to the word, the gauntlet, and mm -hmm. the business, the gauntlet, and the PFIQ. And I was hoping PFIQ would take off again. Mm -hmm. And it never came back around, you know, because that's very time consuming. Yeah. However, I know he helps out with the APP a lot, mm -hmm. which makes me very, very happy. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that he was a he, big component of the point. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's one of the biggest components of kind the point. Kind of spiritual successor yes. of PFIQ. Yes. Yeah. And what a lot of people don't know is that uh, one day I said, Jim, what happened to all those molds from the gauntlet? And he said, well, I got them laying around here somewhere. And basically him and Drew show up at Anatomental on Ingalls Street with basically a brown garbage bag. And we start stepping through them. And lo and behold, some of the molds are still good. Hmm. So there might be some nice stuff at our booth that will actually help Mr. Ward and Drew. Cool. You know? Yeah. Well, he's worrying about how the hell he's going to do his mom's taxes today. I'm thinking, how the hell are we going to get this gauntlet rebirth to happen mm. where they get a ginormous amount of the funds for it? Maybe we just make some limited pieces every year. But, you know, the little nipple shields and all that kind of stuff, yeah. that needs to make a comeback. Mm -hmm. You know, for, for your average person, they wouldn't see that as a viable, cool thing. But they might. Yeah. And if they do, that's great. But, you know... We have the lock and key. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. The only thing we don't have is the infamous nipple shield that was the nip slip during the Super Bowl. Really? Janet Jackson. Yeah, she was yeah. wearing a gauntlet piece. We don't have that, so we're going to have to redesign that from scratch. Yeah. We don't have the mold for it, but we got just about everything else. Cool. Very old stuff. We actually casted some and redid the masters mm -hmm. so that we can get this going. And it is definitely on the forefront of making this happen. Yeah. You know, anytime I can give back to our community whether it's an individual or the community as a whole, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And you're going to see more and more of this as time goes on. We used to give this deal to help piercers out, $5,000 pay over 10 months. We were ripped off by so many people I had to stop doing it. Yeah. And that's just the nature of what it works. Mm -hmm. I did the best I possibly could, and it just didn't work. I couldn't afford to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I would have went bankrupt. Yeah. You know? Look at the, the volume of uh, donations you would do raffle prizes, things like that, and I couldn't wrap my head around having a company that can uh, absorb that kind of a donation and still just keep plowing through, you know? Mm -hmm. Hard work and dedication. i got yeah. a really good staff. Yeah. And I messed around. I, we don't need, the only thing we needed money for was to buy a building. Mm -hmm. We don't typically have a bunch of savings in the bank account. We have, you know, X number of months of money in case there's a major earthquake or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, for the most part, we it goes back to the employees and then our customers in any way, shape, or form we can. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, I don't need to, uh, not the guy that's going to try and save up and buy a, some big boat. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not my thing. I don't have yeah. vacation houses. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't do that. We don't play like that. Because there could be an Adamental Island out there somewhere. No. Yeah. No, not my thing. <laughs> I just, it's, uh, we're a client-based business, and that's what I tell our clients, be a client-based business. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm your hairstylist. Okay, and you're their hairstylist. Mm -hmm. And let's all treat everybody with the dignity and respect that they, that they deserve while they're sitting in that seat, yeah. thinking, is that gonna hurt? When can I change it, mm -hmm. you know? I wanna touch on one more thing that I feel is very, very important. Sure. Okay, so 2018 is when we closed escrow on this building, mm -hmm. 
and 2018, um, you'd have to be an idiot to not believe in climate change mm -hmm. and these kind of things. And I really wanted to do what I could to set up a green manufacturing plant. That was important to me. I got grandkids, okay? It's important to me to do what I possibly can to help. And so we, I didn't expect to kind of break the mold on green manufacturing businesses in Santa Cruz, California, which is about as la hardcore left as you can get, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the guy who comes, the green building main guy, he doesn't even own a car. He comes over here on a bicycle. And we, we broke the mold. There's 400 amps of solar on the roof, which provides most of our power on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, everything we have in here, all of our fluids for the machines, are all vegetable-based. Mm -hmm. We recycle... Um, what would normally be waste heat off like a air compressor or something like that. We recycle, it's all on thermostat with vents on it. So in the morning, the whole building's heated by which would be wasted hot air that's from the air compressor that's running machines while we're sleeping. Body is still being made. It's yeah. not being finished, just being made. Yeah. Raw materials. And so when we come in here, it's nice and warm and the heater never even turned on. Mm -hmm. We chose um, plants, uh, my photography, a lot of people see the, all the flowers and stuff. We have the Santa Cruz Arboretum. It's the North America's home largest collection of the species Protea. And so lots of exotic flowers. But mm -hmm. what I started getting into, these are all like drought-resistant plants. So we got some from there, and we put a few of them. You know, when you, when you get a property that's listed and it's been sent for a long time, they put like 500 of these stupid plants. It yeah. just goes a water. We just ripped all, we gave them all away mm -hmm. to people who wanted them. And we rocked over everything and just put occasional plants that are drought resistant. Yeah. And the majority of the six that are out front are being um, watered by condensate from the air conditioners on the roof. We have to have air conditioners to keep the temperature stabilized for the machines. Sure, yeah. And uh, so we're recycling. Um, condensation off of air conditioners. We're recycling hot air off of air compressors. We are running everything in vegetable oil. And why vegetable oil? It's the exact same products that people have been using to make medical implants okay. forever. How do I know about this? I used to make them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we follow the same guidelines. And as it turns out, it's safe for the environment. You can actually fry your eggs in it. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost you a lot of money because the stuff's very expensive. However, that's the choice we made, and we got awarded with a Green Business Award and all that kind of stuff. We are a green manufacturing company first. And that's one thing that's very important to me. I got grandkids. Yeah. And if everybody just does a little something, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what it is, you may not have noticed there's recycling bins all over the shop. Oh, I noticed that. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yes, and we're adamant about it. And my employees are adamant about it as well. They're, everybody feels good about coming here mm -hmm. and working in a place. They're working during the peak time of the day. We're zero emissions. Mm -hmm. We're not taking any electricity out. Yeah. I got 400 amps on the roof. Yeah. You know? It's pretty amazing It's feeling. a really cool operation. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that a lot of care and thought went into it. But, you, you know, there's just so many different aspects to it that it's it's hard to wrap my head around. So I, I can't imagine all the amount of planning that went into it. Facets. Yeah. Like a gemstone. There's many, yeah, many yeah. facets. We have different departments. We have machining departments. Inside the machining departments, we've got a milling department. we got a screw machine department. we got a ring manufacturing department that's still over on Ingalls Street, mm. which will be moved over here closer here in the next month. And, you know, and then you think of a gem setting department. It's actually two parts. There's precious and non-precious, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, polishing, you saw that. It speaks for itself. One of the questions you asked me goes, well, I'm kind of surprised 
Ryan says, they're not dust all over the place. Yeah. Everything's HEPA filtered. Yeah. Well, there's nothing, there's no anything anywhere. There's no dust, there's no machine shop grit, there's no, there's no machine shop smell, all that stuff. Everybody's got clean hands while they're working. Yes, you they know? do. Yeah. Yes, they do. Uh, you might have noticed when you came in, there's notice on the door if you have Bill, fever, chills, sick, and other way. Please, no, yeah. don't come in. We don't allow yeah. people to be sick or sick. Mm -hmm. And we make it perfectly clear. We give sick pay. Mm -hmm. Come on. You don't have to think that you have to be here to impress me. As a matter of fact, if you're coming in here sick for any reason during flu yeah, season, it it's, it's, yeah. you, you don't want to do that. Yeah. And my employees get it now. They're not being judged for not coming to work. They're being rewarded mm -hmm. for following our simple guidelines. We don't want you to come in here when you're sick. We're making body jewelry. Yeah. We're making body jewelry. Mm -hmm. We don't have people with colds and stuff touching jewelry. We're, you know, we basically boil the stuff coming off the out of the policy, 180 degrees Fahrenheit, yeah. and then steam. I mean, oh my God, steam, 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 everything. Mm -hmm. You know, we keep a pretty clean place in here. You see yeah. this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere yeah. you look, other than my office, mm -hmm. well, <laughs> yeah. everything's clean. Yeah. All the production floors, they're all wet, cleaned with uh, floor machines. Every day, Ryan, every day, everything is wiped down, scrubbed down, and shipping, they're wiping off all the tables all the time. Yeah. Everything is kept at a certain level of cleanliness. Why? Mm -hmm. We're making body dry. I know you guys are going to sterilize it. Sure, yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. If I see somebody sneezing in the shipping department, there, you need to go. Mm -hmm. You need to go. Well, do I have to? Well, what do you got? You know, I got allergies. Can you? You need to wear a face mask, mm -hmm. and don't ever let me see this happen again. And so now everybody just does it naturally. You know, it just this was years ago. This was going on. Never again. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel we make a product that stands the test of time. I feel like we'll continue to keep doing that with some nice little surprises coming. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what's coming. You know, I, you you were nice enough to show me a couple of little sneak previews, and uh -huh. I can tell people that it's going to be some really uh -huh. cool stuff coming down the line. Yeah, you know, my big thing is the um, precious stones, mm -hmm. and not only that. You know, I got we're, we're a huge force in the jewelry industry now, not the body jewelry industry. We're a huge force in the jewelry industry. Because when those when those companies that sell gems when they when they have something new, they're calling you and coming to you. You're Correct. not having to run, run them down. Yeah, some of these big players in the jewelry business, uh, they feel very valuable about our input on trends in the jewelry industry now. Mm -hmm. So, and you'd be surprised who comes here to ask us such things. Um, you know, we've recently got all the way to the top in the gem society type stuff, mm -hmm. and so now we can buy stuff at a much less price. It's a much higher quality and we can pass all the savings on to you guys. We want you guys to flourish. Yeah. We're going to be well, okay no matter what. Well, it's a symbiotic relationship because yes. where would an Adam be without the piercing studios and exactly. vice versa? Yeah, everybody so thank you for all you've done, Barry. And I'm like, really? <laughs> thank you for all you've done. Thanks and for buying it. Yeah. You know, because we are nothing without you. Mm -hmm. I am nothing without my employees. I know this. I am nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I know this. And so we take care of our employees. We take care of our clients as good as we can, even when I'm even when everybody's going absolutely crazy, well, we're trying to do this huge move and everybody's five months out. It was, and oh my God. So what happens then when that happens? It triggers this buying frenzy. Where everybody okay. doubles and Yeah, I got Jason orders. King ordering 500 of this, 500 of that, 500 yeah. of that. Mm -hmm. Craziness. Yeah. Craziness. Mm -hmm. We did it though. We yeah. survived it. We survived it and we survived it damn good. And now good. you're stronger for it. Yep. Uh, we're going to soon, we'll have an online ordering portal that uh, somebody can go in and 
place an order with us and they don't have to worry about calling us, emailing us, they'll be able to check their account balances, even pay with ACH cards if they want to, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think it's it's all about, I'm your hair cutter. I want to be here to service you guys. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that you guys would all take the same thing with your people too, which you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't have the customers that you do. Right. Everybody's doing really good right now. Don't you agree? I totally agree. Everybody seems to be. Looking back at like Baby Piercer Ryan, when I opened my studio 20 years ago to what it is now, I never would have even imagined that I'd be capable of doing the things that I'm doing now. You had to pull out Baby Piercer Ryan, didn't you? Yeah. Because I'm just picturing Baby Yoda right now. And it's, <laughs> it's except basically for that with Ryan. a goatee. Oh my God. <laughs> so this is how ribbons at APP get made, you know Yeah, right. basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> baby Piercer. So is there anything else that you can think of that we haven't covered yet? Because I don't want to bore people it. to death. I think we nailed it pretty good, but I would love to, you know, if, if there is the Piercing Wizard podcast episode 200, 300, whatever, I would love to revisit this stuff with you. We do, and I'm, I'd be wholeheartedly, you know, let's just make it a plan to a few years from now, let's do this again. Sure. Because you, I, I listen to your podcast. I hope other people do too. Thanks. You know, I, I listen to them. I was really looking forward to John's take on Neo Metal and all that, you know, mm -hmm. all that craziness. And again, right. support your local manufacturer. They need you. We need everybody to understand that support us all. Mm -hmm. If you're going to buy stuff, don't get mad at one company where they're going through changes. Whether you don't like their fucking spreadsheet or not, support them. Figure it out. What they're doing is in the long run making it better for you by make, you make, helping them making it better for them. There's reasons why things happen. You know, you look who is next to us every year at APP. Mm -hmm. You do the math. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're on to a good thing right now, but we all need each other because, again, I'll make this perfectly clear. Whether you like it or not, we're all on the same team, baby. Mm -hmm. You know? It's team go. And everything is growing up. I'm seeing studios that were basically these little hole in the walls are now the most luxurious, beautiful salon mm -hmm. type villain things. And those people are doing great. It's a great focus for everybody. Yeah. 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 There was a point where it was like, you'll never believe what I got. I got one piece of anato metal jewelry for you know, it would be like this this white white buffalo piece of body jewelry. And now it's just like Got to put another order. Got to put another order. Bigger, bigger every we month. We know. We yeah. know. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> we know. But we're going to be here for you. I understand we're throttling new customers in because mm -hmm. it will be a disservice to you as well as them. So we're being very careful. Yeah. And eventually it will all open up over the next month and a half to two months when we get this other facility going. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm going to take a bunch of what you saw down there, automated stuff, yep. and put it at that huge building you saw over there. Mm -hmm and open this up for gem setting and specific polishing just for the gem setters, mm -hmm. which will free up the stuff from going up to where the non-gem stuff is. The staples will all be polished by one crew mm -hmm. where our more seasoned employee polishers, I got polishers, that's all they want to do is polish jewelry. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? They love it. Dream about polishing. They love taking this thing and just making it so beautiful. Yeah. You know, yeah. they do. Yeah. And, uh, and separate two separate polishing areas and when I do that, then the actual precious metals and precious stones triples in size. Mm. Triples. The gem setting area, five to six times as larger. Okay, see where I'm going with this? Yeah. That's what's important right now. Mm -hmm. People like bling bling. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And uh, the faster, the better, and the less expensive you can make it by figuring out how to cut corners and do it in a more adult production style mm -hmm. format is everybody's a winner. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. 
it's amazing to see it. Yeah, it's having so, fun. Yeah. I cannot wait for this APP. Yeah. It's 25 year anniversary. It's a big year. This is a banner year. This is huge. Yeah. I've been pushing everybody to go, you don't like the APP? Too bad. Go anyway. You're going to meet a lot of really nice people. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you just want to go to the expo to get some bitch engages for yourself. That's good enough. Just show up. But don't forget, there's a lot of classes over there that are worth seeing. Mm -hmm. So pick what you can and, and support it because you're going to learn something. Whether you started yesterday or you've been at this for 30 years, you're going to learn something. But one thing I see is this common bond that we have at APP Expo that actually led into post-Vegas depression mm. is that when we get us all together, it's kind of an amazing feeling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, you can't even really describe it. It's yeah. just you feel like you're home, and then yeah, you when, go you, when you go back to where you literally live, your literal home, something feels missing. Yeah. 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 You go in there, and where's Gus? Gus is here somewhere. Right. You know, always, always like, where's Paul? Where's everybody? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's good stuff. And uh, we stopped setting up our booth last year. We hired Union to do it. We're getting too old for this shit. Mm. Well, your booths get, it gets crazier and crazier every year. Yeah, so. we doubled our booth space this year. Usually yeah. we have three spaces, now we have six, and i got to figure out how to fill it. Mm. Thanks for stressing me out. I don't think you're going to have much of a problem. Well, just, it you know. costs a lot of money to build a trade show booth. You know sure. that. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of design has to happen, so we got to figure out. What we want is a kind of, we used to go to APP, and uh, people have been around a little while. We'd set up a little lounge area mm -hmm. with couches and stuff. We're thinking we want to bring that feeling back because mm -hmm. a lot of times we get hammered yeah. by people asking lots of questions. We want to be able to better serve them. Yeah, have them so, hang out, you know, you know, we've set up like a couple of separate areas, something mm -hmm. like that, but all open floor format. We yeah. don't work behind curtains. We don't work behind doors, mm -hmm. you know, and make it happen. I'm going to bring a lot of help this year. A How lot about of this? Help. A little drone that just flies around with just catalogs that you can just pluck out of the air. No, no, no. <laughs> no more. Oh, God. That's like a... You know, people say, wow, the drone stuff's so cool, you know, this so cool. It's kind of like, if, if you're a chef, do you eat the, your food that you're cooking all the time? If you cut hair, do you want to cut your own hair? After a while, it's just like part of your job. Sure, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, I'm basically admin a set of Facebook groups with 300,000 people in them. I do that. That's my night job. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Take a nap, if you Eric. think body Take modification learning form can be crazy at times, you have no idea. Three hundred tech, three hundred thousand tech nerds. Oh yeah, they're all drones. fighting over each other. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, the drone people make body piercers on their worst day of arguing look like Bambi's. Hmm. Yeah, and stuff. So, yeah, pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. You probably just sex all that drone crap out. Well, <laughs> no, it, it's it's cool to know that people who have such like a, a you know, a life focus also have something that gives them joy and something that they do on the side to like nourish themselves. So it's cool. Like I'm into pro wrestling, you know, like you're into drones. It's like you're you into pro wrestling. Are I you love, for real? I love pro wrestling. I had no idea. I love it. Love it. So that's what I mean. I love when I meet somebody that I've known for years and I find something new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't live and breathe the same thing all day, every day. You got to have a little bit of variety here. Right. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Things you learn. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, I really appreciate you giving me all this time today, Barry, because I, you know, I see how busy you are, even when you're trying to slow down and give somebody a tour. So I appreciate it. Oh, we're doing just fine on time. Okay. We're doing absolutely fine. And it's a pleasure. I know you've been chasing me for years to do this, and uh, hopefully we, when we revisit it again, there'll be lots more yeah, look going on. I can see it a few years from now. Great. I ain't stopping. What I'm working on is getting more relaxed. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. That's why the second building. Mm -hmm. It's basically the same size as the lower part of this building. Yep. There's reasons for this. 
So I can chill a little bit. I used to hit the road and go take pictures and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to do that again. Yeah. You know, I got my season crew. They can do all this. I'm not leaving the company by any means. Sure, sure. This ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You know? And uh, however, I see the need to, now that this building's complete and up and running, where do I, where's me? Mm -hmm. Because I need to have the whole me, not just part of me. Yeah. You know, so you see the SLA, the PLA printed big bugs and stuff mm -hmm. down there. So I'm, I'm always going to have something to mess with. Yeah. And my wife's been taking a, um, uh, a little gander at making jewelry, and it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn. I promised myself I would learn how to cut cabochons. Wow. And I'm going to learn how to do it. That's my focus this year. I want to mm -hmm. learn. I already bought some of the slabby stuff, and I'm just going to learn to do it. Not because I want to make any money, but yeah. because in order to do that, it takes a lot of dedication. Mm -hmm. You know, Leo will tell you it wasn't easy at first. You know, this stuff is not easy to do. Yeah. But once you get it, you get it. You pick up a piece of stone and you look at it and you can read it. You can get a feel for, if this was cut like this in this mm -hmm. shape, it would be outstanding. And then the time it takes to put the polish on it and make it perfect, it's artisan stuff. And I dig that. I like being an artist more than I do making rocket launchers for the government. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It took me two years to tell my mom yeah. that I'm making body jewelry. Okay? Mm -hmm. When I went from making basically rocket launchers to cock rings overnight. Mm -hmm. Didn't think twice about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tagline for the show. From yeah. rocket launchers to cock rings. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. All right, cool. All right, well, let's just call it. Sure, all right. I appreciate everything for today, Brad. Yes. Thank you. Not bad, huh? No, that was great. All right, thanks, Barry. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and give me that tour. I saw how busy your day was, so I certainly appreciate it. And thank you to the entire group at Anatometal. I talked to a lot of people that day, got to hang out with Todd Almighty a little bit before the tour, even got to bump into Stephen Datoma. So it was a really cool day. Uh, I really appreciate everybody taking the time. And thank you to Anatometal for your continued support of our industry. Uh, they are one of the, uh, the biggest contributors to the APP, uh, and they really do want to support safe body piercing for everyone. So I definitely appreciate that. Keep your eyes out for all those new designs coming out from Anatomy Metal, and definitely keep your eyes out for those uh, gauntlet reproduction pieces uh, probably around conference time. I'm definitely looking forward to grabbing some of that stuff too. So I'll be back next week with another interview for you, and thanks for listening. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.